Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sheila Zelensky Show. I've got a great guest. Hey, before I jump into the program, please do make sure that you are following me on social media. All the information is up there on your screen. Sheila Zelensky on Instagram, Twitter at Real Sheila Z and Real Sheila Z on Facebook. And make sure you're subscribed to my YouTube channel. And for those of you that wish to support this ministry, please do become one of my patrons today. Well, I want to jump into this show. I have a fantastic guest. I've had a lot of requests to have him back on the program. The show is all things coronavirus. I want to jump right into things. He's a good friend of the program. It is the one and only Dr. Ted Brower. Ted, it's great to have you back on the program. Welcome. Sheila, thanks so much for having me back on. Uh, the coronavirus is for real. You know, a few years ago, we had the Zika and the SARS and a lot of other viruses which were running around. And people were constantly calling me in and saying, hey, what do you think? What do you think? Can you do a show on this? And I said, sure, but there's nothing there. I said, it's not going to do anything. But this is different this time. This is a major, major problem they're having in China. I've got a friend of mine, for a 20-year friend, actually closer to a 25-year friend. He's in China right now. And he told me it's worse. He says worse than anything you could possibly imagine. He says the only thing that's open are a few grocery stores. He said, and basically the medical facilities are open and pharmacies are open. He said everything else, schools, everything else is closed. He said it's like being in the movie The Omega Man where Charlton Heston back, I think, from the 70s. And he said it's that bad. And he said it's not getting any better. It's getting worse. So this is boots on the ground. My guy that I've known for over two decades in China, and he's telling me it's that bad and it's getting worse. And, you know, the one billionaire a couple of weeks ago or last week, he said that there could be a hundred and, you know, you know, over a, a 1.5 million and affected it up to 50,000 dead already. Uh, he was saying that the Wuhan basic crematoriums were running nonstop 24 hours a day, cremating as many bodies as they possibly could. So it's getting crazy. And so the mainstream media, you can't get a straight shot with it. You're trying to figure out what they're trying to say, what they're not trying to say. They're saying it came from bats, which basically were in hibernation during the winter over there. So it's very difficult for that to have occurred. And now they're also saying that it may have been genetically modified. We know that one of the top research guys from Harvard University was just recently arrested for collaborating with the Chinese as far as giving them research information. And we also know that the one research guy was found dead the other day giving a presentation in Africa who was also involved with HIV and these different types of viruses. So there's some really strange stuff that's going on, Sheila. It's almost like this biocontainment lab level four in Wuhan lost something and they've done it before they've they've lost stuff over there because they have much higher incidence of losing things as far as pathogens to the general population than other research labs do so it's a major problem over there in china now this is not hype this is not something that's basically being said to try to scare the general population the only reason the the, the you know the markets the stock markets in both china and the united states haven't gone into a free fall is that the banking institutions the international rothschild banking communities have both been pouring huge amounts of liquidity uh, into the markets to maintain the stock market prices. We're starting to already see shortages of uh, different parts for manufacturers from Europe to the uh, United States for automobiles. And it's going to be a major, major, major problem in Wuhan and throughout China. In fact, we got a couple of lessons we can learn from this. You know, the prepper movement has warned us for years that, you know, there's going to be something like a bio war you know, a nuclear war, which I disagreed with, or, you know, an earthquake, which I disagree with, or a volcano, which I disagree with, or a meteorite, which I disagree with, <laughs> okay? They're always coming out with these crazy things and these dates on what's going, what something's going to happen. And I've always said it won't be any of those things. It's going to be a bioweapon release. That's going to be the quickest and the easiest way to basically cause 
a large percent of the population to basically die. Over 600 million people right now in China are under lockdown. But they're basically, Sheila, under martial law. Supply lines are dwindling in areas. Food is limited. Medical treatment is non-existent for some, some people. And some research in some people that are coming out and saying is that they're actually being dragged out of their apartments, dragged out of their homes, being put into quarantine facilities in large camps and such as like in sports stadiums, which are nothing much more than a hospice center. They've run out of supplies to treat these people. Remember, viral loads in the body can't be treated by antibiotics if they don't work for viruses. The only thing your body can do is have a really good immune system if you have a virus that comes into your system. And that means you have to have the proper amount of nutrients to activate the macrophages and the T-cells and all the other things that are tied into your immune system. And here's how it works from a real simplistic standpoint. A white blood cell basically sees, or macrophage sees, a viral load in the body that needs to be destroyed. It goes into attack mode. And what happens is 2D3, D is in dog, three molecules attached to two sugar molecules on the bottom of the macrophage. And it turns it into basically a predator goes in and destroys the virus and kills it. Now, if those two D3 molecules don't attach themselves to the macrophage, it simply won't activate. And what it does, it'll send up like an SOS signal. And those are called cytokines. It's like setting up a flare gun. And those cytokines are chemical messengers that go to the body in the bloodstream and tell the other white blood cells to come there quickly and destroy this invading virus. If there are none that show up or they show up and they don't have D as in dog three to turn them on to flip the switch, they also send up cytokines. And that creates what's called the cytokine storm. And the cytokine storm is what's so deadly with the flu, with these types of conditions. Because what ends up happening with these respiratory conditions, because they cause the fluid in the lungs to build up and it causes the fluid in the lungs to basically fill the lungs, dying from pneumonia. In the great pandemic of 1919 with the swine flu 100 years ago, the primary cause of death was not not the flu. It was pneumonia or it was the filling of the lungs with fluid. This is what occurs with a cytokine storm. Same thing happens with a child when they're like 18 months old. They get their MMR shot in some cases. Their bodies go ridges. They'll arch their back. They'll start screaming. And what happens is there's a cytokine storm in their body, which causes inflammation in the brain, causing that child to basically become damaged in some cases. Sometimes they even die or they become autistic in some cases, which has been linked also now to autism. And so this is the problem that we have with cytokines and the immune system. So our body's immune system has to be in top condition right now, which means you need to be taking D3, K2, and you take the vitamin K with it because it prevents the vitamin D3 from calcifying arterial walls, the high dosing. You also have to take iodine. Our, our thyroid holds about 1.5 grams of iodine at every, any given time. In the iodine, basically, as blood flow goes through the thyroid gland, it it zaps any viral load that comes through the thyroid gland with the iodine, and there is nothing that can withstand iodine. So it's very important that you have enough iodine in your system. Plus, remember, iodines are halogens. You got fluorine, chlorine, bromine, and iodine are the halogens. And if you're getting fluoride or you're getting chlorine in your water supply or you're getting bromine in your breads, what ends up happening is your thyroid gland thinks those are iodine and it absorbs them. So it doesn't have sufficient quantities of thyroid to be an integral part of the immune system. So it's very important you take 12.5 milligrams of iodine every single day. In fact, you can actually load up on it a little bit to start with, take a couple pills a day, and also along with the vitamin D3, K2. And of course, we all need vitamin C because C is also a principal component of the immune system and it helps to convert, it actually can convert high coast concentrations into hydrogen peroxide in the system. And now a current study was just released. We got a hold of it today. We talked about it on our talk show today, which is saying that 
intravenous vitamin C they're now testing to see how it works on the coronavirus in China. Because what that does, that converts to a large amount of hydrogen peroxide and it kills viruses. It's very easy to kill a viral load in the body using intravenous vitamin C. The problem is the Food and Drug Administration a few years ago here in the United States, Sheila, they said the manufacturers could no longer produce intravenous vitamin C. And so doctors who still want to use it had to go to, go to a compounding pharmacy to get it made, which is all kind of ludicrous to me. They would stop the use of vitamin C intravenously like that. So that's what you need to do. In fact, if you, we have an immune system protocol available at healthmasters.com, which has those particular products in it, along with the stragglers, which helps to fight off infection and disease in many cases, and also black seed oil. So those are the five key supplements that I would recommend that someone uses in order to maintain a healthy immune system. I'm not making any claims that's going to cure anything. I'm just saying it's going to keep your immune system very, very, very strong in the event that your immune system experiences a large viral load. Guys, another thing too, you got to do, this is so important. It's critical that you understand that you've got to wash your hands when you go in the public, especially if this stuff starts becoming prominent in the United States. In fact, you should be doing washing your hands anyhow. Most people don't realize that this coronavirus can live in feces. In other words, when you use the bathroom, if you're contaminated with coronavirus or if someone's a carrier and they don't even know it, they're not showing symptoms yet, they're shedding the virus in their feces and the fecal material. So if they go and they wash their hands, they get poop on their hands and they basically you know, go out of the bathroom and they don't wash their hands, they're going to be touching everything and leaving a residue of this stuff everywhere. Plus, if they get up from the toilet and they flush the toilet, now there's poop on the toilet handle. I'm being very graphic today for a purpose. Then they go turn the sink on. Now there's poop on the handle of the sink. Now they wash their hands and now they turn the sink off. Now there's poop back on their hands because they just touched the same handle they just touched. So when you go to a bathroom, make sure every single surface that you touch, you use a paper towel including when you leave the bathroom, make sure you take the paper towel and grab the door with it and open the door because about 80% of the people, this is hard to believe in the 21st century, they don't wash their hands. And we need to realize that you know, you've got to wash your hands when you use the bathroom. Plus, if you go into an area that has a lot of people, I really recommend that you wear a surgical mask. It, it won't give you 100% protection, but it'll help along with eye protective to keep the stuff from getting into your eyes. This stuff apparently is very, 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 very contagious. Ship right now off the coast of Japan. It started off with a few dozen people being infected with this, about 3,000 people. And it's like a floating Petri dish. It's almost as if, I don't, I don't want to say this, as if it's being used as a beta test to find out in a confined area how many people will actually come down with the coronavirus and what the death rate is going to be because it has about 3,000 people on the ship. And it's, it's a large enough sample size to determine what type of death rate, what type of infection rate you could actually achieve with a particular virus like this if you kept people isolated with one another in a confined area. Now, I'm not saying that's being done intentionally. I'm just saying it's going to provide interesting results when it gets done. I can't believe it even as nefarious as our governments are that would intentionally do this. But now we have the, we have five ships that have been involved with this stuff all over the world that have found people infected or have been accused of being infected. Years ago, Sheila, I went on a Holland American ship. It was in South America. And we had the normal virus go through the ship. I mean, it was unbelievable. I had my three younger children with me. Austin was out with me. It was me, Sharon, and the three younger ones. And all the kids got sick. I mean, we were having projectile vomiting in the hallways. I mean, it was horrible. There was vomit all over the place, vomit on the handrails, vomit on the floors. I mean, it was like a nightmare from HE double sticks. It was bad. And, and they were forcing everybody to use hand sanitizer like every 50 feet because nobody would wash their hands. Finally, the captain gets on the ship. And he goes, please, we don't know how to get you people to wash your hands. <laughs> I mean, can you believe it? He's begging the people to wash their hands. And by the time we got to another place of port of call, uh, they had the doggone 
taxis would even come to, to the ships because they were afraid that we were going to contaminate the insides of the taxis and spread it to another cruise ship. And then the CDC was there in Miami. So it was a major, major, major mess. And here's the thing. Think about this right now. What is what is this going to do from an economic standpoint to the cruise industry? And do you really want to go on a cruise right now with this thing floating through the hallways, potentially? And my response is no. I've got a good friend of mine. They were planning on taking a ship from, from like New York City all the way to Europe to basically be on the boat for like a week to go across the ocean. And it was a very cheap price because they were repositioning the boat. But they canceled that trip because they don't want to be involved in it. Now, think through all of this stuff, guys. If they're dragging people out of their apartments, if they're putting them in quarantine facilities, if we've got a former a current billionaire who's left China who says that 1.5 million people are infected with 50,000, uh, 1.5 people are infected with 50,000 dead only in Wuhan, we've got incinerators running 24 hours a day, which may or may not be true. I don't know. I'm not there. Just my friend is there. He said it's absolutely horrible. How bad is this going to run through the entire world's population? I have to commend our our administration for stopping all the air flights out of China. You know, American says airlines and some of the other airlines say they may start them back up in March or April or May, depending if this thing runs its course or not. But guys, it's so important to understand. You've got to keep your immune system strong. And we have to realize that our supply lines are are going to be damaged or restricted because of this. I mean, we're not going to be able to get certain products and certain things that you may need right now to stay healthy once the supply lines out of China start to shut down. Also, we need to we learn something else. Never trust the governments, especially the Chinese government. They basically lie about everything. Our government lies about everything. Everybody lies about everything. Now, the United Nations is even talking about having the World Health Organization come in, it has asked the United Nations to come in to bring in the blue hats to start going around the world to different countries that are being affected by the coronavirus to bring in UN troops. Now, that's some pretty scary stuff. But guys, think about this for a second. Our military is already setting up quarantine facilities in the United States. Now, I'm not saying it's coming here. And I will give credit to Donald Trump because our military basically is in a pre-mode you know, mode in order to not allow what happened in China to happen into this country. But it seems strange to me that people are still coming in from China and they're not being tested for this virus. And then we find out from the World Health Organization that the viral testing is showing false negatives, which means a person is being tested for this virus. The test kits are not working. They're saying the person is clear, but the person actually has the coronavirus. And, and remember, guys, you have to expect this stuff. It's going to, in one form or another, it's going to make it to the United States. Now, it may not be as bad here as it is in China. But, you know, enforced quarantine is not necessarily for your benefit. If we start having people put it on a, on a, in a facility that basically is quarantining them with other sick people, uh, it, it may make your system a lot worse. So you need to be prepped. You need to have some food stored up, some water stored up, uh, supplements stored up, all of the stuff stored up. So in the event that it does come here and we have to basically isolate or quarantine ourselves and not leave our home, that we're prepared for that. And then you also have to expect like they've got in China right now. They've, they've got martial law. They've got martial law in China right now. You can have medical martial law here in the United States. We've talked about that several times on your show, Sheila, the medical martial law would be when if they come to your home and they see that you're infected or that you might be infected or you're in an area of high infection, they may tell you that you have to leave. And if they have UN troops doing it and non-American troops, they could end up with gunfire and gunfights. I mean, this is a major, major issue that's happening right now. So guys, be very, very prepared because, you know, right now it's still in China. And I think, I just hope, I just hope and I pray, you know, Psalm 91 over everybody here who's listening today, this thing stays in China, stays over there in the Far East, doesn't come over here. Because remember, they have the Chinese people have about five times the receptor sites for this particular coronavirus as we do here, the Caucasians. And they're saying now you can't say 
say that on Facebook, I guess, because that's racist. That's ridiculous. I mean, but it's just the truth. It's almost as if it was genetically engineered. I'm not saying that it was, but Dr. Francis Boyle, bioweapons warfare expert who wrote the Biological Weapons Treaty of 1989, the guy who wrote it, PhD Harvard, he says this is a genetically engineered bioterrorist bio unit basically used for warfare. He says that's what this is. So that's what Dr. Francis Boyle is saying. And guys, with what's happening in China right now and the videos that I see coming out of China, this is a pretty scary stuff, Sheila. What do you think? Well, I think the world should be very scared if they don't know Jesus, that's for sure. But, you know, one of the things, I mean, it was really interesting over the weekend. I saw all this lineup of pandemic and they were playing Contagion and Runaway Virus, World War Z, The Carrier, Pandemic. I saw this one Chimera strain. It's it should that's just what it's called the Andromeda strain, Chimera strain. I mean, you take your pick of movies. You know that show uh, Netflix's new series about global outbreaks is that's kind of it's kind of early timed. While coronavirus dominates news headlines, Netflix is streaming its six part series on how prepared the world is to deal with a new pandemic. And you know, as Christians, we should not be in fear, no matter how terrifying, horrifying, no matter how much hysteria is around this thing, we should never be in fear because you know what? It's not to say nothing bad will ever happen, but we can really stand on God's word. You know, Sheila, you're absolutely right. And, and there, there's no reason to be scared. And we're not going to do any fear porn on the show. I'm not going to do that. But we realize that we have to we have to stand in what Psalm 91 says. Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Surely he will save you from the fowler snare and from the deadly pestilence. That's what I would call the coronavirus, pestilence. He will cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you will find refuge, and his faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. You will not fear the terror of night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the plague that destroys at midday. A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will observe only with your eyes to see the punishment of the wicked. If you say, the Lord is my refuge, you make the most high your dwelling. No harm will overtake you, no disaster will come near your tent, for he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. They will lift up your hand, lift you up in your, in your hands, and you will not strike your foot against a stone. You will tread on the lion and the cobra, and you will trample the great lion and the serpent, because he loves me, says the Lord. I will rescue him and protect him, for he acknowledges my name. He will call on me, and I will answer him, and I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. That's what we have to stand on as Christians. We have to believe that God's going to take care of us. He's going to protect us. But I also say this you've got to take personal precautions if you know if you're going to go to a place that you know may have coronavirus you need to be wearing coverage you know you need to be wearing a mask you need to be wearing gloves just like the people who are basically in the medical profession are doing over there but now there's thousands of them that are also infected and you have to have your immune system strong because remember in the old testament when psalms was written and this is a very important thing i've got to say to you guys there were very specific guidelines as far as foods that could be eaten, foods that could not be eaten. There were clean and unclean foods. And we know that pork massively reduces the body's ability to fight off disease of the immune system. We know that high loads of sugar in the body will lower your body's immune system by up to 80% for up to four hours. And so we have to think through all of this. So we have to take Psalm 91 in context. We've got to realize that when this was written, and thousands of years ago, we didn't have GMO foods. We didn't have all these poisons that are available today. And we didn't have governments try to develop viruses 
weapons that are specifically designed to kill people, for heaven's sakes. Now, that's not the lesson of Psalm 91, but I believe that we all need to do everything we possibly can, you know, in the spirit and in prayer and also to prepare. That's what I think we've tried to, to, to mostly emphasize today because my mom, her mom, uh, was born in Germany and she wrote a plaque and she has it. In fact, it's on my wall here at the house. And it says, Zwei Lebensstutzenbrechen die Gebet und Arbeit heißen sie. Now, what that means is this. There's two fundamental principles in life that can never be broken. The first one is prayer. The second one is work. So in other words, it's like James says, you know, faith without action is meaningless. You have to have faith that God's going to protect you. You've got to pray that God's going to protect you. I do that every single day. In fact, I pray for you, my listeners, every single day. I love you guys, by the way. And it's my privilege to pray for you. And so here's what I always do. I always pray that people are prepared and that they're awake and they know what's going on. But here's the thing. Let me. It's like this. Let's, 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 let's look at it this way. Let's say if I tell you a meteorite's going to hit the planet, you know, and you know, 20 years from now, and everybody's going to die. You're like, okay, well, why are we going to get scared about that? You shouldn't be scared about that because I have provided you absolutely no proof that a meteorite's going to hit the planet in 20 years. Now, if I say to you, a meteorite's going to hit the planet tomorrow or the next day, well, that's going to be everybody's attention because that's like 24 hours away. It's going to come and go pretty quickly. And we've had this thing happen over and over again, Sheila. 88 reasons for the rapture in 88. You know, Y2K is going to destroy the planet. 2012, the world's coming to an end. And there are people out there, especially in the internet nowadays, and they live off of fear porn. What they do is they live off of clicks. They have websites, they sell advertisement, and the advertisers are paying them based upon how many clicks and what their ranking is on Alexa every month. Just being really direct and honest with you guys listening today. So we have to ask ourselves a question. What is the motivation for this? So here's my thing. Here's my motivation to keep you guys healthy. You know, you say, well, coronavirus may get here. Guys, I hate to tell you this. It's already here. We already have cases of coronavirus in the United States, but you have to be just prepared. You know, here's the thing. You got to prepare like it's all up to you and pray like it's all up to God, like I mentioned earlier with that plaque of my grandmother's. This is not a spirit of fear. We don't have a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. Let's say I tell you guys, I know for a fact that the that the world's going to end, you know, you know, you know, whatever, 2022, whatever. The world's going to end. Well, okay. What are you going to do about it? There's nothing you're going to do about it. If the really, if the world is going to end on 2022, guess what? It won't make any difference. The world's going to end. <laughs> it doesn't make one bit difference. And the Bible says, "Who by worrying can add a single moment to their life?" It says, "Look at look at the lilies of the field." It says that you know they're they're arranged even better. They're they're dressed better than Solomon was. You worry and you fret and you try to do all of this stuff, and then you basically don't do anything with the worry because the worry elevates your cortisol. The cortisol reduces the ability of your of your immune system to function properly, and your body gets weakened. So don't do that. So don't walk around and wring your hands and say, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, this is coronavirus. No, here's what you do. Take your D3K2. Take your potassium iodide. Take your vitamin C every day. Wear a mask, wear gloves, wash your hands, and pretty much forget about it. That's all you can do anyhow. And don't allow yourself to be in a position where you're walking around in fear. The Bible says that perfect love casts out fear. You know, Guys, here's the thing. You know, the day you were born again, the day you got saved, the day that you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior, from that day forward, you live forever, period. You don't die ever again. Now, your physical body will pass away, but your spirit will never die. You're going to be forever with God. That's why the Bible says, death, where is thy victory, where is thy stay? Because Jesus conquered hell in the grave. So we don't have to be concerned about that. So don't allow fear porn and this stuff that these people are pushing and peddling, and everybody's going to die today. That's quite frankly, here's the deal. About 83% of the people who get exposed to coronavirus get coronavirus. It has about a 15% death rate, supposedly, in the smaller sample sizes. But that means that 85% of them don't die anyhow. So there's a high probability you're not going to get it. There's a high probability you're not going to get sick. And there's a high probability if you get it, it'll be like having the flu or respiratory distress in your body, and you're going to recover. 
recover from it. This isn't like being sprayed with sarin gas, which by the way is fluorine gas. This isn't like that, this, you know, where you die within 30 or 40 seconds. So don't get yourself in a not over. Just keep your immune system really, really strong and pray. Stay in prayer and you know, avoid areas. If, it's, if it comes into your neighborhood, comes to the area, or it goes to a place like Disney, which I can't stand Disney anyhow, avoid those areas where a lot of people from a lot of countries are going to congregate. Just use your head, but don't walk in fear. We have to walk in love. Because we're not born of a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind, it says in the book of Timothy, guys. And it's so important that we understand that because we cannot allow the world to dictate this. Because remember, this world that we live in, I'm going to get a little bit esoteric here. This world that we live in has got controllers in the unseen realms. The Bible says that our battle is not against flesh and blood, but against these things in these other unseen realms, these interdimensional entities. And they thrive, and they li- they literally feed on your fear. And so they want to make you as scared as they possibly can. That's what they are all involved with. They're a bunch of sicko things. I mean, I'm not going to do a show on that. Sheila and I have done a whole shows on that, shows on that before. That's why they do the human sacrifice and the abortion, all the things that they're involved in. But guys, we don't have to feed these things. The Bible says that Satan runs about as a roaring lion, seeking those whom he may devour. But Guys, you've been sanctified by the blood of the Lamb because you're protected by the Most High God. And always remember that. So don't walk around in a spirit of fear, but be prepared. Have a sound mind. Say, you know what? I've had my vitamin D3K2 today. I've had my doggone vitamin C today. I feel pretty doggone good. My energy levels are through the roof. And quite frankly, I don't receive any of this stuff. And I'm not going to get I'm not going to get around it. I'm not going to be part of it. And I'm certainly not going to be scared of it. What do you think, Sheila? Yeah, I mean, of course, we should be concerned, but not getting into fear. I'm concerned about the vaccines are going to whip out. Oh, we have a vaccine for this. I'm not a fan of vaccines, period. I'm not a fan of Bill Gates and these elite. These guys are always talking about depopulation every turn they get, like billionaire globalist puppet Ted Turner and his wife. I'm a climate scientist. (laughs) Like, what a... They're always talking about reducing the world's population. In fact, let's take a listen to billionaire Bill Gates on population, lowering the population by 15%. In fact, you know, I just want to clarify, a lot of people emailed me about a show, the podcast I did with Derek and Sharon Gilbert, and Sharon said something on air, and I got a lot of emails like, can you prove that Bill Gates said that? So let's take a listen. And first, we've got population. Now, the world today has 6.8 billion people. That's headed up to about 9 billion. Now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, healthcare, reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15%. That's a little concerning to me when you want to get rid of over a billion people. Well, I'm going to talk about some of these terrifying headlines. I don't know what's going on with Dredge lately, but (laughs) have you seen some of these headlines on Dredge, Ted? Let me read you a few things here on Drudge. Virus panic and locust plague spark Bible apocalypse fears. These are top headlines on the top of Drudge. Farmers traumatized as swarms of locusts devour crops in seconds. No peak in sight as China reports 5,000 new coronavirus patients. Well, we have really a much larger amount than that going on. They're not telling us. China's installing disinfectant tunnels. They documented the crisis, then they vanished. We're talking about reporters who talked about this and then disappeared. Beijing orders 14-day quarantines for, for, for returnees. Eight planes are locked down at Heathrow. The CDC says this thing could last into next year. The feds launch an early warning system for the economies because of what's happening. Spread by people who don't show symptoms. Evacuees ask why they aren't being tested. Drug medical supply chains are interrupted. Harvard professor sounds the alarm on a likely pandemic. 
whoa, disease models are now saying a possible 4.4 million cases. This is Drudge. I'm reading it right now. The top stories on Drudge. Now you think, well, what the heck? Well, you got to realize that these guys, if you want to know who these guys are, they're the same guys who took down Building 7. You say, well, who are they? Well, they're the same guys who basically created World War One, World War Two, the Vietnam War, and they're the same drug. They're, these are the same guys that slay $1.5 trillion worth of dope and heroin out of Afghanistan every year through C-130 transport planes using the United States military as their personal donkeys and basically uh, mercenaries. This is that group. Now, you say, well, who are they? What's their name? Is this the Illuminati? Well, you could call them that, I guess, but that doesn't really cover who they all are. Is it the Bilderberg Group? I can say, well, they're probably members of the Bilderberg Group involved in it. Could it be the Council of Three? You know, 300, well, it probably. Could it be the Bank of International Settlements? Well, that's a lot closer. Could it be, you know, all of these people? Could it be the Federal Reserve Bank? Well, yeah, probably is involved in all of this stuff, guys. It's the group of people, we would call them Sabbatan, Kabbalists, Luciferians, Druids. Uh, they're the guys that were the Baal worshippers, the Moloch worshippers of the Old Testament. This is the group that goes all the way back to the ancient Canaanite religions who worship Lucifer. They call themselves the Benign de Nephilim, sons of the fallen, sons of Lucifer, progeny of the devil. They've been running the planet for a long, long, long time, even back into the days of Jesus. This is the group that goes all the way through it, all the way back from the flood, all the way to ancient Canaanite, the Canaan. And so this is the same group right now that's doing this. So you say, well, what is their motive of this? Well, they don't want to have as many people on the planet as they have right now. They control major industry. They can control the major media. In fact, 95% of all media is controlled through these groups and through these organizations. That's who you need to understand who runs the world, who runs the planet. They control Hollywood, and they have an atavistic hatred of Jesus Christ. Atavistic means a long-term generational hatred. You know, For thousands of years, they've hated Jesus because he, he straight called them out in the book of John and said that they were the children of the devil. Called them out, called them and said they were the children of the devil of Lucifer himself. He called them out in the book of John, so they've hated him since then. So this is the group of people have been exposed indirectly, off and on, throughout history and through time. Sabatain Zivi back in 1666 picked up this whole mantle, started pushing it, and wanted to create the most negative world he possibly could. So then through, they talk about it in Kabbalah, which is their serpent god. They call this thing, by the way, they, if you want to name him, they call him Einsop, and he's a snake in a tree, which is, represents the entire universe. In fact, I did a whole show on this a few weeks ago talking about the Kabbalah. Now, so if you get to the Kabbalah, now you start getting a whole lot closer as to who these people are and what they believe. And see, they want to bring in their Antichrist. This is the whole key. And they want to create as much havoc as they possibly can because their mantra is out of chaos will come a new world order. And, you know, George Bush never forget his little speech with a thousand points of light, referring back to this Kabbalistic tree. Now, here's the thing that we need to understand, guys, is that if they give us a vaccine for this that is rushed through testing, you don't know what this vaccine is going to be. And you don't know if the vaccine is going to allow you to shed this and be transmitting it to other people after you've had the vaccine, like happens with the polio vaccine, where they're still using live polio over in India and in different parts of the world now, which are having literally polio epidemics. They call it a different thing now. They don't want to call it polio, but it's basically the same thing. And they're going to be giving us stuff that may actually increase the rate of this. Or what else are they going to have in that vaccine? What else is going to be in that injection? You don't know. A few years ago, I, don't, I remember with the, the H1N1 and SARS and the things that came out a few years ago, I remember one of the laboratories in Switzerland print shipped a whole bunch of stuff. I believe it was up to Poland or Hungary, Sheila, and they had uh, several hundred thousand vials of this vaccine that was supposed to go out to the population. And the guy in the laboratory who received the vaccine took this vaccine and took samples of it and injected it into his ferrets. 
these animals that were in the lab to see what it would do to them. And the next morning, they were all dead. Then they find out it wasn't just vaccine. It was live virus. He's about to inject everybody. So you don't know what they're going to put into your system. Look at the fact that right now we've got one in 34 children in some places have autism. But nobody wants to talk about that. We can't talk about autism. We can't talk about the MMR shots. We can't talk about the fact that you know these children, in many cases, are perfectly healthy. When they get their MMR booster, their lights go out, and they never come home again. They just leave. And their bodies basically, like I've talked about with that encephalitic scream, brain swelling, all of the stuff that happens, all of this stuff is based back to the vaccines. Now, we're not supposed to talk about that because the vaccines are, in their opinion, sacrosanct because they've got all these people in the United States now getting their 76 vaccinations to the age of 18. They've got all of these children being injected with, with aborted human fetal cells. What for? Who knows what's the various reason they're doing that? I mean, with, live, with cancer cells, we've seen that now, too. We know the Simeon 60 vaccine was, was given back in the 60s through the polio vaccine to a whole bunch of us, including myself, which 100 million people were given live cancer cells. I mean, all these crazy things they've done to the population. Population, all in the prospect of reduction of population. Now, think about this for a second. Bill Gates has even said how vaccines can be used to reduce the population of the planet. Guys, here's the thing. I've got four children. I've elected not to vaccinate any of them. They're all adults now. They can do whatever they want to do with their own children. I'm not in their loop. But I chose not to do that You know, because I realize that our body's own immune system is very, very effective at doing what it needs to do if it gets the right nutrients. What do I know of what they're doing and what they're putting in the vaccines and what's it going to do to me? We have all these kids now with peanut allergies. We find out they're putting peanut oil in, in, in vaccines. They put things that are irritants in the, in the vaccines like squalene or peanut oil or fetal cells or whatever they're doing. And it causes massive inflammation at the injection site, which is supposed to allow the body to create more antibodies towards this particular thing they put into us. But it doesn't consider what is going to happen to us from an immune system standpoint when we're given this. Look at Gardasil, the HPV vaccine. Now we're seeing increased levels of HPV in areas which have received large amounts of Gardasil shots. Plus, we have a lot of women, girls, who received the Gardasil shot who have gone into what's called premature ovarian failure. In other words, they can never have children. They've gone into menopause, basically. That's, that's the easiest way to say it. They're, they're 15 years old, and their ovaries dry up or 16 years old, and they can never have children. This is the biggest problem that we have in the world and in the United States right now is that we're trusting the medical professionals, the Rothschild-Rockefeller medical complex. Never forget, the Rockefellers were funded through the Rothschilds. In fact, their finances were so intertwined back in the early 1900s, it was very difficult to tell who was who as far as the Rothschilds or the Rockefellers. Very important you understand that. In addition, a lot of these other huge tycoons of today, where did their original funding come from? I mean, who in the world funded Bill Gates like he was funded? Who in the world fund, funded Jeff Bezos like he was funded? If you go back, it's almost always an interface with the international banking community. And a lot of these guys, I'm not saying these two in particular, but a lot of these guys are used as cutouts. In other words, they're being given money, unlimited amounts of money for expansion and growth, but it comes at a cost because they lose control of their organizations. And I see it happen over and over and over and over again. There was a guy in China, Sheila. The guy was like, he's one of the richest men in China right now. And I did a whole show on, not a show on him, but I talked about him on my shows a few months ago. And he basically was making like $6 a week, no joke, $6 to $20 a week. And the bank over there, it was either Citibank or it was one of the Rothschild banks, loaned him 20 or $30 million because he came up with that idea. And now he's one of the richest men in the world. You think, well, how did they loan him $20, $30 million? He was making $20, $30 a week. That's the point. They didn't. They just bought him. They bought him. They bought his idea. And they used him as a front guy, as a cutout, to push their agenda in China. And guys, this is what happens. If everything said, if when you went down to the grocery store, it says Rothschild Groceries, Rothschild's Fuel, 
Rothschilds 5 and 10, Rothschilds Bank. You'd be like, the heck with these Rothschilds. I don't want to support them anymore. They're smarter than that. So what they use are other people and other people's names to go out in front of them. And then they buy up a lot of corporations through interlocking corporate directorships and Drake stock purchases. Why do you think the Dow is almost 30,000 points right now? The international banking community has put trillions of dollars into the market. So when it collapses, they still own all the blue chip stocks. They still own all the corporations. They still own it all. Because when you play Monopoly with the bankers, the bankers control the money. They can do whatever they want to do. They can make all the funny money. So do I trust the Rothschild, Rockefeller, medical? complex to give me a clean vaccine against the coronavirus? Absolutely not. I don't trust them. I would rather make sure that I had a vitamin D, C, and iodine in my system every single day of my life, Sheila, so my body's own immune system would take care of itself. If you go to our website, there's a there's a there's a there's an immune system protocol. It'll keep your immune system strong. It's going to be vitamin C, and I would take three to four thousand milligrams a day. You get much higher than that, you'll start running into bowel tolerance. You'll start getting diarrhea. But you can do that. You can go higher than that and back it off, titrate the dosing back down until your bowels stop you know, having problems. That's really important. That's one of the primary ones. D3K2, again, my D3 is from a lanolin source from sheep's wool. Super high quality. Remember, D3 acts like a hormone of the body, more, even more so than a vitamin, and it needs to be from a natural source. And you got to get a high enough concentration of D3. If you get it, if you take 200 IUs of D3 a day, it's not enough. My capsule's 10,000 IUs of D3, then it has K2 in it to prevent calcification of arterial walls. Make sure you get D3 with K2. Third, you need to be taking potassium iodide. It needs to be part of it needs to be molecular iodide, nascent iodide. Now, we have a 12.5 milligram capsule. I'm not talking about micrograms, milligram capsules, and they're very expensive. They're like $20 or so. Great product. Other people who sell the nascent iodine, they market up to $40, $50, $60, $100. I know one guy sells $100 for a little vial of this stuff, which is like one-tenth of the concentration of what I have. And I tell him, why do you do this? And this is because he's trying to just gouge people, to be honest with you. You don't have to do that. But I give you, I give you a super high-quality product. So those three products, then you throw the astragalus in there, which is very good for the immune system. And then you throw black seed oil in there, which is a great antifungal. It's a phenomenal product. In fact, I had an issue with my ears for years. They were itching on the inside, and it was frustrating to me. So I started. I tried everything I could do to, do to correct it. Couldn't get it corrected. Started on the black seed oil, and it corrected it within a few days. I mean, it was amazing. And it was funny because if you want to call him the prophet Muhammad, it's about the only time I'll ever quote him. He said that the black seed oil was like the cure for everything but death. I don't say that. That's what he said. But it's a great, great product. So it's really good for the immune system. I will say that. So that's what I recommend. That five. Now, if you only want to get three of them, that's okay too. That, that, if, you, if that would be C, D3, K2, which are together, and the potassium iodide. Those three are great too. If you go to healthmasters.com, you'll see those products up on the front page. And you'll also see the immune system protocol on the front page. So guys, it's important that we all work together with this stuff. And you say, well, I don't know if I want to buy that. Guys, it's vitamin C. You're going to buy it anyhow. It's D3. You need it, right? And it's iodine. And so you already need that. So it's not like you're getting some exotic protocol that has 50 different things in it that you don't need. It's like a hundred bucks. It's a great protocol that really helps to keep your immune system super, super strong. Problem we're having, Sheila, like let me tell all the listeners, we're having a hard time keeping the vitamin C in stock. And then we ran out of the astragalus, or then we'll run out of the K2D3. So we're, we're keeping, right now we've got everything in inventory. So it's important that you try to get this stuff because guys, if supply lines break, if they 
things start changing and we no longer get raw materials, it'll be very difficult to get these products. And since it's just vitamin C, iodine, and K2D3, I mean, I would go ahead and probably get a couple of bottles of each, especially if you have more than one person in your family, obviously, uh, just in case we can't get it to you in a timely manner in a few weeks. Because if this thing really hits the United States, which I hope and pray that it does not, Sheila, because I've got to walk in Psalm 91, you know, at that point, I really believe that, you know, we won't have a, access to some of these things. But I got to stop and say one thing for a second. I believe a lot of Christians are going to be protected via Psalm 91. But people say, well, God's going to protect our nation because we're a Christian nation. Do you really believe that with 60 million abortions? Do you really believe that God's hand is still on the United States of America? Do you believe that? I'm, just, I'm, not, I'm not making any judgments. I'm just asking you a question. Do you really believe because we've got such an incredible, strong, militant gay lobby that's pushing all these agendas and transgenderism and all these other things that this is all pleasing to God? Do you really believe that the United States of America, God looks down from heaven and goes, well done, my good and faithful servants. You guys in America are doing great. But what about those 60 million children that you killed with those abortions, with all these sacrifices to Baal and Moloch? I mean, you know, think about this. Does God really like that? So is God going to reach down and protect our country? That's the question I'm asking you guys. Or will he change and individually protect pockets of people that are trying to serve him and do his will? That's what I believe is going to happen, Sheila. So that's why it's super important. Sheila said this earlier. You've got to stay prayed up every single day. I pray for my listeners. And if you're listening to me today, I'm praying for you. I prayed for you this morning, and it was my privilege to do so. But guys, it's so important that we got to work like it's all up to us and pray like it's all up to God and do what's right in his eyes. And that means standing firm in his word and standing against tyranny and standing against things that go contrary to God's word, Sheila. What do you think? What do I think? I think you nailed it. Absolutely, Ted. Well, again, I just want to encourage everyone, please do reach out to Health Masters and make sure that you're taking some really good supplements for your immune system. Even though I don't do any advertising anymore, I still buy my products from Ted and I highly recommend those products. Get your immune system built up. Get on the potassium iodide. Get on that D3K2. That's an excellent product. Even if you just get on those products. And Ted has overnighted me stuff before. I think I've got them literally in 24 hours. So I trust it with my family and you can trust his stuff too. You're just not going to get any better quality products. That's why I personally buy Ted's products. And I highly recommend you go over there to healthmasters.com and pick up that immunity protocol or reach out to Ted and talk to them over there and see what is best for you. Dr. Ted, it's always a pleasure for you to come on the program and weigh in. Thank you so much for taking the time out and coming on the program today. Thank you so much. Always my pleasure, Sheila. I appreciate you, my friend. Folks, that was Dr. Ted Brower, healthmasters.com. Well, folks, so I'm currently locked out of my YouTube channel. So if you're listening to this on the podcast, let me tell you something. Make sure you are following me on the podcast too, because I'm having a really hard time getting my videos uploaded on YouTube. They keep flagging them. They keep taking them down. And actually, I'm on a third strike, and I think I'm now locked out of my YouTube channel. They haven't taken the channel down yet, but listen, my days are numbered. My YouTube channel is on borrowed time, <laughs> and they already demonetized the entire thing, and it's just, you know, it, it's just a matter of time. Listen, if you want to listen to any of my shows, just go to SheilaZelinsky.com. You can download them there as well, or you can listen to the podcast. In fact, if you go to SheilaZelinsky.com, you see the headphone icon there, left-hand side. Click on those, and it's ways to listen. And you just click on whatever way you want to listen. There's iTunes, iHeartRadio, the podcast, YouTube. Well, never mind the YouTube for now. It'll still take you to the channel, but currently... 
I can't upload anything. Well, I'm gone for an entire week in Nashville, Tennessee at NRB 2020. It's the National Religious Broadcasters. It is the International Association of Christian Communicators. And so I'm going to be there February 26th to the 28th. And then I'm actually driving. So I'm taking three days to go down and three days to come back. So I will see you here back in March. I'm going to be gone for my birthday, February 27th. (laughs) So if you're out in anywhere near Nashville, Tennessee, reach out to us. There's a new feature coming to my website because I've got a lot of spiritual warfare training and different events and book signings. I've got a book signing in a Christian bookstore in Nashville, too. Listen, if you're going to be out in the Nashville area, get a hold of us. First week of March, I'll be broadcasting again. We'll see you real soon. Thanks for tuning into the program, everyone. Good night and God bless you.